Hi, good morning. It is Leah. And I really wanted to make some time to sit down and talk to you. Because um, last time it was a little bit, I was a little bit all over the place. And I guess with this podcast, you get um, a sneak into my brain, a sneak into my mind. And sometimes that's a confusing place. And sometimes my mind is so chaotic and I'm all over the place. And I guess that reflects in my episodes. Um, so it definitely was <laughs> something different. Um, although I still hope that you enjoyed it. Um, and that you thought about some self-love and self-worth and that you gave it some thought and that that provoked you to to think about how you stand with yourself um, so yeah today it's Friday morning I am yet to start with my Shabbos cooking. I did some small preps yesterday, very small. I just boiled, boiled, boiled some eggs so that they will be cold for me to smash them today. Like I smashed them already, but I need to mix um, some mayo and everything with it. And my cleaner came, so the house is organized, which is why I thought to take some time and be mindful with you today because if I will not take some time my mind anyway I'm not giving my mind a time to reflect and I'm not giving my mind something to relax on it's just working all the time and I need to give it some time off and I guess that's this time um, because reflecting for me is relaxing my brain. It's a time when I don't have bad thoughts. It's a time when I don't, when I'm not, when I don't need to fight with myself. It's a time where I can just reflect on what has happened, what I've done, and just the overall time that has passed. And to talk about it with you. Um, a time when I don't need to think about deadlines um, or at least like not deadlines of my college and everything. Um, it's a time to relax for me. And what I had in mind today to talk about, um, since we've talked about self-love and self-worth, um, it's not quite in the same direction. But it is, you know, um, I wanted to talk about the afterlife of a Giyur, of a conversion, um, because I feel like it's something that nobody really discusses, um, but I feel like it should be shared, because to be really honest, it's really not easy. 
And I know if you're going through gear, if you're going through your conversion, everybody is telling you that. Everybody telling you is telling you that it's not easy and if you're sure and all of that. But I'm here to tell you that it's really not easy. <laughs> um, and maybe that's not something new. But I, f- I don't know. I guess I felt, even though I felt prepared since my gear took quite long, I guess I felt um, unprepared is not the, the right word, but I guess I didn't realize how tough it was going to be. And maybe... It also has to do with my circumstances and maybe it's just something personal that I have to go through. But it's it was hard these last few months. Um, I My gear was done um, right before Yom Kippur. So the first holiday and like one of the first days um, that I've spent was then first the Shabbat and then Yom Kippur, which was hard. It was really, really hard. And it was so much pressure because it's like an important day, Yom Kippur. And I didn't want to fail like my first holiday, my first Yom Kippur. And it was a hard time to convert. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I immediately got married like within the week. Which was also hard because I didn't even have time to get used to the idea of me being Jewish. Um, Even though that you work for it all this time, it's like it's not really sinking in because I've never I've never tried to um, make myself feel Jewish before I actually was Jewish because I once heard in the shiur that um, it's not good to like you know like I don't know it was a story about um, someone that was converting a guy and he 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 looked as if he was Jewish like he looked Jewish he had to use his Jewish name um, he, you know, he, he, everything was as if he was already Jewish. And so he never converted because why would he, he would be accepted by his community. He would, um, use his Jewish name. He would look Jewish. People would think that he was Jewish. Why would he convert? Why to go to all the Balagan to convert if he anyway already felt like he was Jewish. So that shiur, it was a shiur of Rabbi Yaron Reuven. Um, his wife also converted. So I feel like he really knows what he's talking about. Um, because even though if a person is not converting, but he's like close to someone that is converting... Like, I know my husband often said, it feels like if I also was converting or if I also converted with you. And 
even though that might sounds that might sound a little bit strange, but that's the truth because you go to all these changes together and you you build such a life that it's it's something it's something special. Um, it's something very, very tough. Um, don't underestimate it. It's something very tough to go through it together because you need to be patient for each other. You need to wait, um, you know, until you're on the same level with things in order for to, to take the next step, in order to take the next step um, about what you want to grow in. Um and it's tough. It's very, very tough. It's um, people will think or assume that you will be doing it for your partner or whatever it is. And it's really tough to always have to defend that self and not being able to explore everything on your own. Um, even though that it might be um, lonelier, more lonely. I don't know exactly what the right word is, but you know what I'm trying to say. So um, it might be more lonely to like lonelier. <laughs> I think lonelier is the word. Um, it might be lonelier to 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 go through that by yourself. But that's a path of self-discovery. While if you're doing it with someone not necessarily that you're both converting, but if you're, you have a partner in the process, um, and let me say this, that it's very important that your baby knows and you don't like keep nothing a secret because why would you? Um, if you're doing it with a partner, it's not just self-discovery. It is a little, um, it's a lot of, um, thinking and going through things, but it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, so he told me this story, like not me, he, he, he I listened to this year and, um, that really made sense to me. That really made sense. Um, and so I was actually already like, not really using my name, but I like let people know what my name is, which I regretted later on. I preferred maybe it should have been a surprise, but you know, we learn. Um, and so I stopped using my name, the, like the name that I got um, from this rabbi. Not, I didn't got it from the rabbi that I talked about. I got it from a different rabbi. Um, that's a, an, an entire other story, maybe for another time. Um, but I stopped using my name and I just accepted that whatever would come to me, it will be, you know, I just have to pass it and that's it, you know? And so when I finally, Baruch Hashem, um, completed my Giyur, I, I was really happy. I was so happy. I was so, so exhausted. I was so exhausted um, in all kind of ways. I was exhausted because it has taken so long. I never knew the date. It changed dates. And then I was in the middle of a move. And 
I couldn't see my husband for like I could see him, but like we weren't like we li were living separately for three months, and it's just it it was it was so exhausting. Um, I was mentally exhausted, emotionally, physically. I was really, really exhausted, and I remember even taking this picture um, after I completed everything. And I was like, no, <laughs> this picture, it really shows how exhausted I really, really was. Um, and I guess I was really afraid um, of getting immediately a Yetzirah. And Baruch Hashem, that didn't happen. Um, I didn't also realize that, like, I was Jewish. Um, I completed it, you know? I, it didn't sank into me and I guess in some way maybe it still doesn't like it's not something that like it takes time to process um especially after such a long time and so it was it was really hard um I struggled with many things um I remember it was on a Thursday uh, that I completed everything and so it was Shabbat the next day and we were in the middle of a move I couldn't find my candlestick for the Shabbos and ah, I was just so upset I was so upset that first Shabbos and I didn't know what what has gotten into me I didn't know why I got so upset and it continued um the next week we you know we um it was the Yom Kippur and then we got married and then was Sukkot and it was it was a lot it was even that I'm thinking about now about it now I'm still getting emotional because it was so much to process it was so much and it was not at all what I expected. Um, not in a way that it was not beautiful, um, but it was so much. And in a way, I've wished, like in a way I wished that, that it was during a more relaxed time or it was more planned or I don't know, I just, it was a lot to deal with. And Baruch Hashem, we went through it and everything went well. And um, it was good. But sometimes I'm I'm like reminiscing, reminiscing these, these, um, these feelings and this, this past and this, these experiences. And I just am like, oh, maybe I should have done it like that. Maybe I should have. Maybe it should have went like that. Maybe I should have delayed something. Maybe, I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. But then again, if those maybes would, would have been happen, would have happened, um, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this talk. And maybe, just maybe, one of you, including myself, has to hear this. Because I'm not just talking to you. 
I am thinking out loud, which helps me refocus my thoughts. And so, um, to finish up the story, um, I so it was very it was a lot to process. And then we had Sukkot, and we had a lot of dinners, and it was um, really really hard. It was tough it was really tough uh i can't i i will spare you all the details why it was so tough but it was a lot to get used to in one month i moved i completed my gyo i got married and we had high holidays in the middle of a pandemic it was a lot um, my husband's family wasn't at our wedding. It was tough. Um, a lot of people weren't there. Um, thank God for Zoom, right? Um, and yeah, life went on. Um, then we had Sukkot. And we were invited for a lot of dinners, Hashem, because our kitchen wasn't kosher yet. Um... And it was getting used to covering my hair and feeling like everything is now for real. Um, I can't mess this up anymore. And that was a lot of pressure. That was a lot of pressure that I've put on myself. Um, <clears throat> I spoke after after I I, I I realized that I struggled and I spoke to a friend and she told me you know what you have you have the holy yetzer and the holy yetzer is the yetzer that says to you no now you're pure now you need to do everything correctly and you put so so much pressure on yourself that every time you make a mistake, you, you, you suffer. Like you suffer so much, you're not forgiving yourself, and you're almost afraid of making mistakes. You're afraid of failing, and the fear of failure is something that I really struggle with. And it's so strange because I never had it. Um, I only started to have it once I started my college after not being able to complete my high school degree. Um, and it's it was such a pressure that I put on myself. And it was hard. It was hard. I It was so hard that I was almost jealous at, and others who who put the bar lower for this for the for themselves and it seemed easier it's not but it seemed like at the time um and it was hard it was hard i put so much pressure on myself i experienced so much and i didn't have time to cope with it i didn't have time to to process it and i'm still processing it today everything 
um, it's it's a lot to get used to being Jewish, getting married, covering your hair, being in school, moving, cashering your kitchen, making sure everything's right. We renovated all the all the house. It was a lot to get used to, and I. It was a lot that 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 we we didn't have everyone we thought we would would have at the wedding. It was a lot for me not to have the time to cope with becoming Jewish. It was a lot to deal with. Um, and I kind of forgot what, where I'm going with this. Um, but I guess we were talking about how life is after a gear. And I guess I'm sharing the things that nobody really discusses. Because I felt like I didn't know that I would have such a big, such a hard time with my Yitzhah. Um, this is not to say that I didn't have bad thoughts before, but I don't know. I just feel like I felt from such a high place, so low. And I was on a high place the day of my wedding, the day after, it was beautiful and it was not what I expected it to be, but it was gorgeous and it was, it was, it was with Kedusha and that was the most important thing to me. And um, the day after, I actually went to uh, a jewelry store <laughs> um, and I was so excited because my husband gave me these earrings and a necklace at the Davar Magid, which I had been wanting ever since, um, you know, I was in my Europe, but I didn't bought it for that reason of not accepting the feeling of feeling Jewish only until after. So... He had given me that and I thought it was so thoughtful and I just went to exchange some earrings because it didn't fit and um, so I went by myself because my husband just wanted to relax and um, I don't remember, it, it's it's all a little bit fake and I'll tell you why. So I went to the jewelry store the day after my wedding and I felt on such a high, like I've made it, I've made everything which I've been thinking about. And I went to this jewelry store. It's a store where I always go to. I always go to the same store. So the guy, the guy know, knows me there. He's a Jewish uh, guy. And um, I went in and there was a lady. And okay, I just came to change something. And um, that lady started to ask me a bunch of questions. And... I, after a while, I'm, I'm, I can be very open, but I didn't know her. Um, and after a while, I started to feel super uncomfortable. And I, I asked her if she can please stop asking me all kinds of personal questions. I just got married. I, you know, I don't, I like didn't want to answer so many questions and she got 
she didn't stop. She kept going and she kept going. And at some point, I lost my patience and I said, please, Anakala, like, leave me alone, please. Um, I might have said, said it with a different tone, yeah. But she just kept going and kept going. And, and at some point, okay, and then she left saying all kind of hurtful things. Like, why are you such a stressy color and you're not happy and this and that. And she left and I was happy she left. Because um, I really was trying to watch my mouth. Um, she left. I just went on with the, with, the, with the owner of the store to change the earrings. And she came back and she started, she stopped by the window and she started shouting by the window, you're not a true convert. And I can't tell you how much that hurts. I've shared this story only with two people. That's by the way, I'm not outside, I'm inside. <laughs> it's just by my window. I've shared this story only with two people and now I'm sharing it with you. I don't really know why. Maybe to show that sometimes we we can fall from a very happy place um, a little bit lower. And so she said that um, and why I'm sorry it didn't mean for me to cry and I wasn't planning on it, on sharing anything specific but I guess I just feel like I have to share this and I guess this episode will be longer than usual but I hope that's okay um I was so shocked that somebody that I don't even know could be so mean and I was so, I was in such a happy place. And it brought me so down. I, I, it was like, it was like living in a bubble. And somebody took a needle and broke it. Um, it was very hard for me to process that. And maybe I still haven't, considering that I'm still so emotional about it. It was so hard to process because I was so happy and proud of everything that I've achieved and that Hashem has given me. And then this lady comes and tells me that I'm not a true convert. When I just converted after three and a half years, that week ago. And I don't know, it was so hurtful. It was really, really hurtful. And the owner was just like in shock. 
he didn't know what to do. He asked the lady to leave and everything, but it was so hurtful. She then came back and <sighs> turns out that there was something wrong with the lady, which I guess in some way is a comfort, but it's really not because that did happen. And um, I don't blame her. I'm not mad at her. And it took me some time to forgive her too. But um, I'm sad that that why I'm sorry. Oof, maybe I should take a break. <laughs> I'm sad that it broke my bubble, I guess. And I'm sad that... <sighs> That that had to happen. That I had to go to the jewelry, jewelry store, jewelry store that day because I insisted. I insisted that I would go that day. I was so excited to have my necklace and my earrings, and I thought, oh, I can wear the earrings for Shabbos, and you know. Um, I'm sad that that happened, but it had to happen, and gamzulet ova, right? Um, even though that we might not understand why certain things happen to us. Um, so yeah, to continue on, it was hard for me to process everything. Um, it really, really took a toll on me um, to pass everything, including that it, everything just... It was hard. It really took a toll on me um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, I didn't, I didn't know what to feel anymore. And when I'm finally, when we finally started to settle down, you know, we were literally between all the boxes. Um, the day of my wedding, I, the day before my wedding, I came to a home full of boxes I couldn't even like pass through so the night of my wedding literally until like maybe 11 I was unpacking and unpacking and organizing and it was exhausting um like I said it wasn't at all what I've planned what I had in mind I thought maybe I can go to a spa or something <laughs> you know but I guess that was not what was supposed to happen and um, a few months later, after my giur, I still struggled with my holy yetzer and with a yetzer that I felt was so strong than I've experienced before. It was so hard for me. It still is. Um, it was not at all. I I've heard about. Converts getting like a yetzara afterwards, and but I didn't know that this is what it would be like. Um, and obviously, it's not for forever because the more you defeat your yetzara, the better it will be. Um, but it was hard, it was really, really tough. Um, and I've, I think I've said that like a million times <laughs> during this episode, but it's just to tell you that it was hard to convert. But it's also really, really hard to stay on the right path afterwards. And um, so that all happened. And then 
not long after that um so this was in september and then you had the holidays and then not long after that i had my break my um my uh, fall break we have like a week in october that is a fall break so not long after i got married and after i'm trying to get used to the the hair covering and my my house my life my my jewish life everything and my online classes of course um not long after that i had my internship which is a story that I've already shared. Uh, if you haven't heard that, you can go back to the hair covering podcast uh, or episode better yet um, and listen to that. And so that happened. And yeah, it was hard because on the top of everything that happened as well. And I just, I didn't understand why I had to go through all of these things. But like I've said before, sometimes we can't understand. And how much we would want to, we will never know. Or maybe one day we will. But sometimes we don't need to know. It was a tough, tough period for me. And now we are almost the end, almost January, basically. And so I've married. I've been married for for uh for three three wait since yeah september so three months and it has been a lot to process in those three months and the more i'm thinking about it the more i don't blame myself for being so stressed out and being so almost burned out um and i'm trying i'm trying really hard to get back up and it's just day by day um trying my best even though that i have the worst thoughts and that i have no focus um which i guess happens to all of us and we all go through something in life that others don't know about and maybe that's also a part of me wanting to share this is that you never know what goes behind what goes on behind a person smile um i don't know what to share i don't have <laughs> a know-it-all note at the end of this episode i guess and that snoring is by the way zaza um I guess I just wanted you to know that heads up, it's not easy after a year. It is a lot to deal with. It is emotionally tough, physically, mentally, spiritually. And I never thought that I would fall down to say so. Um, from the spiritually, the spiritual high that I was on. Not to say that that I that I can't get there again, because I can. I know I can. I've kept this high throughout my cure, which took three and a half years. So I know I can get there again. It's not something that 
is a dream. It's just, I'm dealing with this right now, with this Yetzel and with all these experiences that I've had in the last few months. And we'll get through it, hopefully together. Um, it was not easy, but I do feel like it has taught me not to be so, um, not to be easy, not to judge others easy, um, on what might appear as an easier life, um, but it might not be for them, which was something you remember that I've talked about that, um, that some times it would look as if some people had it easier because they had less restrictions and it's so funny that I've that I just now use that word because I never saw halachot as restrictions it was something to protect myself it is something to protect myself with it is something that is good it is something that brings me back to myself, even though I might have lost her for a minute. And that's okay. That's something that we all struggle with. And we'll get through that. Because step by step, no matter how busy life gets, no matter what we're going through, we can take time for ourselves we can take time to write things down. And that's what I'm doing now is to journal. Journaling is a perfect way to get to know things that you struggle with or something like this, to talk it out with myself and you. (laughs) Or maybe I should say you and myself. So it's not just me, myself and I, it's me, myself and you. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the story. Um, I don't know if it's just my personal story or if it's really a test from Hashem to see if we really, really want this life. Because I, I almost felt like I was the only one going through this since nobody was speaking about it. And I guess that's why I'm speaking about it, because I don't want whoever it is that is listening to this. And if there is someone that's going through a gear, I don't want you to feel that you're alone too. Because you're not. We all go through this. It is hard. It is a big, big journey. No matter how prepared you are, it is something that you cannot be prepared enough for. And so I guess you could say that I'm very happy that it took me so long to get here. Because I don't know how I would have dealt if it was just a year. Would it have been different? I don't know. Could be. But... And maybe, or maybe not, 
will not help me to to what's the word again to process whatever I have now um it was tough but it is a journey and I think the biggest thing in life no matter how much we need to stand still sometimes I've spoken about this a little bit in a previous episode um that sometimes when life gets hard we need to stay in the same place um not try to grow just to find ourselves again and to find or love for 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 everything that we are doing again i think that's an important step and that's what i'm doing now i'm practice what i preach <laughs> um so in order to to figure everything out i think we need to stand still journal reflect what was it that was so hard for us why are we still trying to um put our experiences in a different context what do we wish that we would change and now that it doesn't it cannot be changed accepting something that it has happened accepting something accepting your past does not mean that you say it is okay for it to happen it means that you accept that it has happened in the past these things have happened to me that that's not mean that everything was okay that's not mean that does not mean that i didn't need something else or i didn't um needed more time but i have time now and it has happened to me and i can take now i can take the time now to process whatever i wasn't able to so let's take the time today the time that we have even though we might regret things even though we might wish that some things were different let's accept what has happened not to say that it was okay but it has happened to you it has happened to me and let's process it let's accept it with kindness let's ex- let's accept it with love let's be okay with who we are today with all our pains feelings happinesses happen that i don't think that's a word but with all of our emotions and let's accept what we do and what others do to us in kindness and compassion let's think before we do which is such a good phrase but it's much more difficult than that it's it's not it's it's for me personally it's very hard to think in the moment before i'm doing but these moments when i'm reflecting when i'm writing my journal i realize what really bothers me and 
the fact that it bothers me and I know what bothers me, that makes that I can avoid those things. I can make sure they don't happen. Or when I see and realize that they are happening, I can take a step back. If you have to, literally. And another podcast that I've once listened, and I will end up with this because this might be too long for you to listen to. Um, I hope one of you is listening or making it this far. (laughs) But um, I guess... What I wanted to say was that I listened to a podcast on relationship advice, but really it's advice that you can apply everywhere. And it said seven rules. um, It was mentioned in the Love Rabbi podcast, um, which if you love to hear about Shalom Bait, I really, really recommend that podcast. Um, And he said something, seven rules that can save your marriage um i haven't written down somewhere i i don't know why and maybe we'll they'll take this up next um, episode but one of the rules was separate your initial response from your secondary response which means that the feeling that you might feel in that moment might not be how you want to handle the situation if you're feeling upset and you might be you might react defensive but that might not be how you want to handle things and i guess that is um something that i'm still learning and times like these when i'm reflecting it helps me and so I hope that will help you too. I hope that you do that to take some time and reflect. And not just whenever you have the time, but really to sit down and take some time. That's what I've done just now. I've taken the time to reflect and to talk to you and to share my experiences, hopefully, which will be helpful to someone. Um, Well, I really need to cook for Shabbos, but... I thought this is important. It's important that I reflect. It's important that I realize what is hard for me and what isn't and what I can handle and what not and how I can improve myself and where. So yeah, that's all I have to say for today. (laughs) Um, I hope you will have an amazing Shabbos. I will try to upload this today, maybe It will be helpful for someone and maybe someone will have the time to reflect on themselves during Shabbos or afterwards, anytime, but not once a year, more than that. So that's all. I hope you have an amazing Shabbos, good Shabbos, and uh, have a great day. Love, Leah. I want to add a small sentence to that because I was just now writing um writing the the podcast name down and it reminded me of something um which my husband shared with me he said Hashem is in control right Hashem is in control and um 
if you are falling, if things are happening to you and you're getting down, you're getting sad, that's because Hashem wants it to happen. And that's not meant in a, in a bad way, but it's meant as Hashem wants it to happen because He needs you to fall down in order to rise back up higher, to raise yourself, to uplift it. Because you're not, you might be in a high place for yourself, but you're not fulfilling your potential yet at that moment. That's why we need to fall. And we will rise. We will. I know we will. One way or another. Like my mom used to say, tomorrow is another day. Meaning that you can have the worst day. And yet, tomorrow will be another day. So that's all. That's all I wanted to add. <laughs> um, again, good Chavez. It's not Chavez here yet. Baruch Hashem, I still have some time. Um, and even if you're listening to this afterwards, after Shabbos, I hope you will have a good week filled with blessings and mostly filled with a reflection, with reflecting on yourself um, and filled with doing the things, taking time to do the things that you love in order that you will feel good. You will feel good and you will feel better. You will rise again. Okay. <laughs> uh, have an amazing day. And yeah, a great Shabbos if you're Shabbos. And if not, a great week. Love, Leah.